So, after the Gospels and the Book of Acts, we have all these letters that were written and are now part of our Bible. And it's important for us to remember that these were real letters written by real people to real congregations with very real issues that they faced. And in the book of Romans, a lot of time is spent trying to get people to keep their eye on the ball, keep their eye on what is really most important. And it touches on, on all manner of political strife, of, of uh, oppression and hardship and distractions that come from other people in the world and life and death. It, it, it touches on death as well and all these things that can knock us off our game and end up with us um, maybe being automatic in our faith, being automatic in the way we pray and, and having things just go a little sideways on us. And so the writer of Romans in the 12th chapter, first of all, he ends the 11th chapter by saying, from him, through him, to him are all things. That's Jesus. To Jesus be the glory forever. Amen. So he's saying everything comes down to the teachings of Jesus. Everything about life in the world. And if you want to live in peace like only God can give, you need to focus there. And then chapter 12. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry and ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, 
but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not overcome, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Let's put that in our pipes and smoke it. Memorial Day for those who've lived in peace. And that's uh, most people. I, I slept right here last night, right at my sacred spot. The two boys were up on the pulpit. Had one lady on an air mattress here and the other lady on, was that an air mattress of some sort? It was a little, little something right here. We all, we all slept in this room last night, the five of us. It was pretty fun. It was nice. We watched the movie Up. And then we slept. We did a lot of other things earlier, but we played bocce, for instance, and many other things. But I got to tell you that the best part about being a pastor is also the most challenging. My God got smudged. The best part and most challenging part about being a pastor is thinking up new ways to make it real for people. I mean, this faith Christianity has been going for a couple thousand years. And it's really easy to get automatic. Get automatic in our traditions. Get automatic in all number of things. I, I remember when I was in college, I would make spaghetti a lot because it's the one thing I knew how to make. And finally, an Italian roommate said to me, when, when you make spaghetti, why do you break the spaghetti in half? It took me a while to realize the reason I did it was because that was the way I saw my mom doing it. And my mom did it because she didn't have a pan big enough to fit the spaghetti in lengthwise. So I'm breaking spaghetti and putting it in this huge pan because that's the way it's done. We, we're the same way with our faith often. We do things because that's the way it's done with, without really thinking about what we're doing. And what are we doing in faith? We're trying to get as close to God as we possibly can. And we're trying to help each other get as close to God as we possibly can. So the, the writers, uh, writer of Romans is saying that exactly. Focus, 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 focus on what's most important. Focus on getting yourself and everyone else as close to God as you can. No matter what, there is nothing else that is important at all. There is nothing else that matters like getting as close to God as possible. It's not the sort of thing you can say yeah but to. Well, yeah, I want to be close to the maker of the universe and everything in it, but uh, today's ironing day. Or I'm real busy. Or I don't know how to pray. Or no one's ever explained it to me before. Or I've gone to church and I met a lot of nasty people. Or churches don't want me there. They've told me quite clearly. There's lots of things that get in the way. And the same thing happens in government and in the world. 
you know, you can resolve almost anything on a playground until the kids start balling up their fists. Once those fists are formed, kids are going to use it. And God forbid a kid have a stick in his hand or a rock in his hand. Because if you got it, you're going to use it. And the same has been true for thousands of years with human beings, with sticks and rocks and spears and guns and missiles in their hands. If you got a new hammer, everything looks like a nail. So for me, I have a tough time when I come to Memorial Day because my, my father was army. My uncle uh, was army. My father-in-law went through 11 invasions in the Pacific Theater in World War II. And I know the sacrifices that people have made for peace and to keep us free. And it's very important to remember those people and to honor their memory. It's also very important that we never make automatic the thought of war. It's very important that we never give up on talking to one another and on unclutching our fists. And we have wonderful examples of people who gave all just for that. Martin Luther King Jr., Dorothy Day, Mother Teresa, Jesus, Mahatma Gandhi, people who gave everything for the cause of peace. Because they had their focus on this. Everyone getting as close to God as possible. The writer in Romans says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He knows the rut that human beings fall into where we just accept the reality as it is because we don't have the energy to go about changing that reality. The task looks too big for us. It's too hard, too difficult. And it is for you or me. But you or me and him and her and them with God... There's no such thing as a task too big for God. All that God needs is willing people to believe that they can make a difference in their world and then go out and do it. The hope for the world is individual action, individual faith, individual belief united with others. Now, it says in this reading in Romans that not everyone is going to believe the same way. However, everyone believing in their own way, with their own gifts from God, can bring about great change. This second Memorial Day, I doubt it's the first annual, but it's the first. I would like for us to focus, each of us, on someone we know who is amazingly peaceful. 
someone we know or read about, some hero of ours that refused to hurt another human being, even to the point of sacrificing themselves. This is exactly what Jesus did and exactly what Jesus taught. Unclench the fist, forget the jealousy, and live in love, in the pursuit of getting as close to God as possible. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. And do not repay anyone evil for evil. Today we remember those people who saw this one hit that one and that one shoot that one and this one stab that one and then it was their turn and chose to be the one to lay down arms and say, no, this cycle of violence stops with me. I refuse. I refuse. The one who could look at the soldier with the pointed gun and instead of resenting the fact that they were oppressing this person's right, could recognize that the oppressor is oppressed as well. The one in the South, with dogs and water cannons turned on them, suffering beatings and lynchings among the family and church bombings, and yet never, never raised a weapon in anger. If you want permanent change, go with the eternal lesson. Go with God and follow the example of those who have insisted on going with peace. Amen. <laughs>